0: Most importantly, today is Easter. Secondarily, today is April Fool's Day. Talk about the two opposites of holidays. Now, it's very rare that these two should come on the same day. To have Easter celebrated on April 1st over the last uh, 300 or so years has only happened 11 times, it's not a common instance. The last time that it was celebrated was in 1956, uh, 60-some years ago. It won't happen again until 2029, so, you know, just kind of around the corner, and then uh, 2040, but then for 68 years, we won't have another Easter on April 1st. And so since this is such a unique thing, this is such a rare thing, it just begs to be addressed as we talk about Easter today. For those of you who don't know, um, April Fools is this opportunity to play pranks on one another. It's one of those to, to find the most gullible in the room and try to convince them of something. Uh, my parents' anniversary is tomorrow because she refused to have a wedding on April 1st. It is on April 2nd. <laughs> no need for any tricks going on on your wedding day. It's a fun holiday. It's not really technically a holiday, though. It's not officially celebrated. It's not offici- You're not going to get out of school for it. You're not going to get out of work for it, um, although we may want to. Why, why April 1st? I don't know. Maybe it's because uh, we have been in the darkness of winter, and finally spring is breaking through, and we just want to get out, and there's some mischief that needs to be played. April 1st can be one of those days where great pranks are played, I remember as a kid, there was a, a popular radio station here in town that convinced the audience that it was the last day that they were going to air. And so all day long, they've been building up, building up to this final hour of when this radio station is going off the air. And, and finally, at that moment of the day, the, the radio goes silent. And then a few moments later, on comes April Fool's. There's many quite epic April Fool's experiences. Uh, Maybe you've got some stories of ones that have been played on you. But it is a pretty frivolous holiday. More importantly, today is Easter, which is by far the most holy day on the Christian calendar. And so for the two of those to coexist on the same day is strangely fitting, actually. Because both of these holidays are about remembering. They're about remembering. When you come to this place on this Easter morning, we bring with us a variety of things. Many of us are carrying burdens with us. We have some sort of heaviness. We have some sort of discouragement. Some of us are grieving over the loss of someone close. Some of us are dealing with serious illness and physical conditions. Some of us are experiencing financial problems. Some of us are incredibly disappointed with our job. Others of us are struggling with marriages. We're struggling with close relationships. We're having difficulties with our kids. These are the things that that carry on us as we come into the house of worship as we come into this resurrection morning. And if you're not finding yourself in one of those circumstances right now, just wait, it will come to you at some point. Hopefully not sooner rather than later. But when we experience these kind of emotions, these kinds of circumstances in our lives, it's hard for us to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're in this moment And all we can see is the darkness of this moment. And it's easy for us to lose hope, and it's easy for us to be discouraged, and it is easy for us to forget that it is Easter. I'm sure this is what was going on in the minds of these women who are are headed to the tomb that first Easter morning. They get up early in the morning, they have been celebrating the Sabbath, and so it's their first opportunity to go to the grave and to take with them the spices that are necessary to prepare the body properly for burial. And they're on their way to this tomb, and they are discouraged because it was Friday when they saw the limp body of Jesus dead, On the cross and bringing that body down and placing that body into the tomb and can you imagine the conversation among these women or lack of conversation as they walk to the tomb all of their hopes all of their dreams are now shattered because Jesus is dead buried in the tomb hope was gone Luke 24 tells us this story and paints this scene for us. Let's start in Luke 24, verse 1. On the first day of the week, it was very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb and they found that the stone was rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered into this tomb, they did not find the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. And so we have these two men showing up in dazzling white, angels, no doubt, or some supernatural beings. They show up with this message of hope, this message of good news. Now, we've been in Luke since December, and if you remember from December, we talked about these Heavenly messengers, these angels coming to Zechariah, coming to Mary, coming to the shepherds, declaring this good news that Jesus is coming. And here the story has come full circle where the angels are having to interpret, the angels are having to bring a message from God saying, remember, this is good news. This is what we have been looking for. This is the Messiah Pay attention to what they say next. They say, remember, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Jesus told them to be watching for this. Jesus was trying to prepare them for this. But they show up to the grave, they look inside the tomb, and they're confused, and they have to have these messengers come and say, you need to remember. Remember what he said. Remember what he promised, because he said that this would happen. Do you think remembering what Jesus had said might have lifted the spirits of these women? Would their posture have changed? Would their facial expressions have changed? Would the emotion that was built up in them completely change because they now remembered the promises that God has given them? They have remembered what Jesus has said. And so despair turns to joy and hope is restored the story continues then they remembered his words when they came back from the tomb they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others it was Mary Magdalene Joanna Mary the mother of James and the others with them who told this to the Apostles but they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up, he ran to the tomb, he bent over and saw the strips of linen laying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Now for these women, the empty tomb is proof that they need, that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. They remembered the promises that had been made. They see these promises being fulfilled, and their hope is alive because Jesus is alive. And so they go and they tell the others, and, and they tell a skeptical audience. Because this is complete nonsense. Nonsense. This makes no sense. For them to hear this story that that the the tomb is now empty, that Jesus is alive, it does not make any sense. Even Peter finds himself running to the tomb, and he still does not believe. He goes into the tomb and comes out scratching his head, wondering what has happened. And so we're going to spend the next couple weeks following up on this story, continuing through the rest of Luke, looking at how the disciples' faith comes to be going from wondering scratching your head i wonder what happened to belief in jesus but for these women the empty tomb is enough they see and believe when they remember the empty tomb they are reminded that hope is alive because jesus is alive And so this morning, as we peer into that empty tomb, as we we bend over and look into the tomb, we hear the words spoken to us. We peer into the empty tomb, and we hear the word, remember. 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 If Jesus could overcome death, then there is nothing in my life, there is nothing in your life that Jesus cannot handle. If Jesus can raise from the dead, then there is nothing that we are alone in, nothing that we can bear that he can't handle for us. Because of the resurrection, we're promised eternity in his presence, but the empty grave gives us hope not only for our future, but it gives us hope for today. It gives us a message for today that Jesus is alive and he's sitting with his father interceding on our behalf. And so I can be confident that that he will get me through whatever problems I face. He will get me through whatever I have to face. You know, the best defense for a good April Fool's joke, the best defense, remember that it's April 1st. Because as soon as that ridiculous story starts coming your way and you remember, oh, today's April 1st, I know what's going on here. But for those who forget that it's April 1st, those are the ones you need to go after, right? Those are the ones who will fall for anything because they have forgotten what day it is. It's the same with Easter. We are susceptible and gullible to the lies that come at us because we have forgotten what day it is. We have forgotten that we are a resurrection people, that we are an Easter people. Today changes everything. And if you forget what day it is, you are going to be sucked into the lies, sucked into the disappointment, sucked into the discouragement. Because we have an enemy that wants to say, April Fools. Forget what day it is. Forget who you are. Forget that it's resurrection. And so, if you're going through something serious, if you're going through some serious physical problem or illness right now, or a loved one close to you is, remember the empty grave and know that hope is alive because Jesus is alive. And if you're going through those financial problems, remember the empty grave and know that that hope is alive because Jesus is alive. And when you're in those marriage problems and you're dealing with your kids and you're dealing with other relationships, remember the empty grave and know know that hope is alive because Jesus is alive. And when you hate your job and you're discouraged, and you're disappointed, remember the empty grave, and hope is alive because Jesus is alive. Whatever your problem is, whatever trial you're going through, whatever you are facing right now or in the future, remember that hope is alive because Jesus is alive. And so we peer into the empty tomb, and we say, remember remember. Now it sounds too good to be true. It sounds oversimplistic. And so here are a couple a couple disclaimers as we talk about this. First, the empty grave and the hope that comes in the empty grave is for those who believe in the, in the empty grave. For those who believe in the resurrection, who believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, those who place their trust in that are the ones who experience the hope of Easter. That's exactly what the women at the grave did. Up to that point, they did not know what was going on. They were confused. They were in despair. They were discouraged. Up to that point, they did not believe that Jesus was going to conquer the grave. That he was going to conquer death. They saw him dead on a cross, dead into a tomb, and beyond that, there was no hope. But the moment that they saw that empty tomb, the moment that they they were reminded of the words of Jesus, that is when they trusted in Jesus as a means for their relationship with God. That trust was there, that belief was there, that hope was there. And so when we try to approach God by any other means than just trust in Him, whether it's trying to to live a good life or go to church frequently enough or try to do enough good things, then we've missed the point. Because it's the empty grave that is the source of hope for us. Not anything else that we do, anything else that we act on, any other behavior that we go through. It is faith in Jesus. And so have you declared that faith in Jesus, that belief in Jesus? And the second thing here is to to remember that trusting in Jesus... And remembering the empty grave doesn't guarantee that he's going to take all of our problems away. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be clear sailing and everything's going to be easy. He sees the big picture in things and he sees how everything is working together, sometimes seemingly good and sometimes difficult, difficultly. And so he sees how all of that works together. The empty grave does not give us some sort of guarantee, but it, it it does tell us that His grace is sufficient for us. It's sufficient. And that we don't have to go through those seasons alone. We will go through those difficult journeys. We will go through those difficult times. We will face heartache. We will face disappointment, but we do not walk through that alone. We are not isolated. He will walk through that with us. And so we look into this empty grave. We are reminded that hope is alive because Jesus is alive. Now frequently in our time in the work together, we, we ask these two discipleship questions. The first question is, what is God saying to you? When, when you? when you bend over and look into that empty tomb, when you see that it's empty... What is God saying to you in that moment? Is he saying to you, remember. Here's the ways you have forgotten. Remember. What is God speaking to you through the resurrection this morning? And then the other question is, what are you going to do about it? What action are you going to take? What difference does this make in your life? Because we can dress up for some Easter service and then continue on our way tomorrow in the same old thing. We can continue on the path, doing what we've always done, being who, who we've always been, and nothing changes. But when you look into this tomb and you see that it's empty and you see that Jesus is alive and hope is renewed, what does that mean for Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday? As we walk out of these doors today, will we run and tell the others? Will we keep it to ourselves? Or will we be unchanged and unmoved everything the same? And so let me challenge you to think about what it is that you walk away with this morning. If you've never placed your trust in Jesus, if you have not declared your faith in Him and, and surrendered to Him, we want to invite you to do that this morning. We have cleaned out the baptistry and prepared the waters seriously we emptied it and cleaned it out we cleaned it this week and it's warm now sorry we got the heater fixed today is a good day for the baptistry and so if you have not placed your trust in jesus we want to to join with you in that this morning But for many of us, we've made that confession, and then Monday rolls around, and discouragement sets in, and disappointment sets in, and we need a fresh look into that tomb It says he's risen, he's alive, he is alive.